0: Hello, everybody, welcome to the show and episode one hundred and sixty three. All right, guys, we are back here again. Um, so I've kind of been in this weird bag lately where I've been trying to find guests from, uh, you know, other avenues of just social media and the Internet. and uh, I started going through guests uh, or just certain advocates for disabilities and, and other things. But um, I found this one website and I can't remember what it is, but it, it pulled up a lot of different people. And it's not very easy to get hold of some of these people because. Um, they're very famous or popular and have a big following, so they're very insulated, so some of them are hard to get a hold of and um this he's this our next guest is the first one to really get back to me um I'm starting to get a couple now, but he was very gracious and and just getting back to me and you know setting something up and we're here and uh he has a very uh very interesting story that I wanted to get out there and um yeah he's he's just he seems like a cool guy from what I'm getting to know off air here so um yeah buddy you want to like tell us your name maybe a little about yourself
1: yeah well um first of all tj thanks for having me on. anytime buddy um I, I um i gotta say I, i'm glad you got a hold of me but that intro made it sound like um everyone else was way more popular than i am no no, that ain't it, I promise. <laughs> no i'm joking
0: i'm sure there was a few oh. celebrities on there so yeah there's a few that were but no you were one of the first That's people so i good. reached out to because i saw your story and I was good, like, yeah cool
1: no i'm glad i'm glad you did um my name's uh, to to your listeners my name's Noah Galloway. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama and was in college when 9/11 happened that moved me to join the military. I was in the invasion of Iraq in 2003, went back in 2005 and was hit by a roadside bomb, I ended up losing my left arm and left leg, had severe other injuries to my other limbs, but those healed and i did battle with a lot of just as i'm going to run through the whole story that we can talk about whatever you want that's right um, i did go through several years of, of battling with depression i'm very open about talking about that and but i did you know get help and, and turn it around and ended up getting into fitness which was when we covered men's health and then ended up on allen and and the stars and mm. that's it
0: awesome <laughs> Um, I, I think you were the guy I reached out to too, because you did the dancing with the stars. And I think you're the guy I reached out about doing it because of my grandma. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. You are the guy. Um, yep. and it's funny cause I, I forgot that you, you were on dancing with the stars. So, <clears throat> yeah, yep. but, uh, that is not the focus. That I mean, I want to talk about it a little bit, but, um, <laughs> But okay, so so obviously, like, we we'll go to the beginning. So nine eleven was that like when when that first happened? What was your initial reaction? Like, was that immediate? Like, oh, I'm all in. Let's just go. This like this is bullshit. This so should have never happened.
1: What happened was I was a friend of mine called me and woke me up because I was sleeping and I turned the TV on and it was when that that after only after that one plane had hit and. Mm. We're all watching and concerned. And then I watched that second plane hit. And that was when everything changed. Suddenly it went from, the newscasters went from pilot error to we are country under attack. And um, I remember watching it. And then you had all the other things going on. And then I went for a run. And on that run, I decided that uh, I was 20 years old, physically fit, and loved my country. So why would not? And I joined the military.
0: Yeah, I that mean, well, that's the thing. There are th- things that happen in history or just happen in the world. I mean, you see all these mass shootings and everything. You see people that just, like, I think the average person feels like we kind of feel helpless because we want to do something, but we don't know mm-hmm. what to do. But in this case, yeah. there is an obvious outlet for you to do what you got to do to hopefully protect and so this doesn't happen again, Um, you know, barring any random circumstances whatever. But um so, yeah, you actually had a good outlet to, to just get out there. But is there a certain mindset you have? I mean, you, you went on a walk. So is there a certain mindset you have to go through? Because you have to kind of, you know, you have to feel comfortable with actually going, yeah, I mean, I'm going to put my my, I, well, my health on the line. See, I might die.
1: To be honest with you, TJ, like I'd love to be like, oh, you know, I just I love my country so much that it did not matter. Like that, that sounds good in movies right, right, and right. In speeches, but in real life, There has to be other motives. And um, what I had going on in my life was this took me out of a situation I was in and challenged me in a way that I wanted to be challenged as I wanted to be tested as a man. So more or less, I was looking for action for a reason. I was at an age that I was just full of piss and vinegar and I wanted it. and I wanted this rush. And I think there's a lot of guys that deal with that and, and the problems they deal with when they get home a lot of times is finding those outlets again. I know I've, I've struggled with it as well it's, It has nothing to do with the military or not, because there are other people that deal with it. It's just, we have these same personalities that are, you know, we look for a rush and that can be used for good or bad.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm sure maybe if you, I don't get, I don't know what your past was at that point in time, but there are people that are kind of just off the chain. They're ready to just let loose on anything. And the military is literally the perfect outlet for them to kind of get that out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and it's not just that, like, it's the anger. is just like, so my oldest son is, in fact, before we started this podcast, he and I were just talking about it because next week he leaves for what's called MEPS, where you go and you start the process of joining the military. Okay. And then choose when you're, so he's going to do a delayed entry because we got a lot of trips this summer. I'm going to let him do when he graduates, so we're have a good time. And then in August, he's going to basic training to join the Coast Guard. Okay. So, and I, I encouraged him. I told him, you know, you can choose whatever you want. I made sure I said, I'm not pressuring you into this. He's like, no, this is what I want to do. But I have backed it up by saying, buddy, you have the same he drives the same way I do. You know, it's like, we're yeah, getting speed tickets. You know what I mean? It's like, we have this same personality. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're going to get that rush in the Coast Guard. Cause I mean, you don't have to go to war. The Coast Guard is riding around on boats and doing missions all the time. You yeah. know, their Homeland Security. I was like, you'll love it. And you know, I'm not putting them in a dangerous situation, like going to combat. So I feel better. Sure. And he'll get those same benefits.
0: Yeah. No, i uh, Yeah. I like what you were also saying earlier. Cause I, I think we, especially with movies and everything, but we also just glorify a lot of things with the military. We just kind of ignore a lot of what actually we, what, what part we play in with destruction and death and, and all that. But, you know, there are oh, people, yeah. there are people that just kind of like, everyone's just like, Oh, thank you for your service. And this and this and that. And, you know, but there are, there's a lot of people that go over there for the wrong reasons, whether you come out the same way. Cause usually a lot of times you learn discipline and things like that. So you, and you know, you get humbled based on, you know, you were severely mm-hmm. injured, um, but I think it's good to talk about some of those other angles because like, we we only want to talk about the cutesy stuff and the stuff. I know. You're- well, and
1: then you made a good point. Like, you know, the thank you for your service. Like, you know, uh, even I've told people, I'm like, you know, just a simple thank you for your service is all you have to do. But realistically, like even during Vietnam, it was John Prine had a song, uh, your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. It was making the point of saying, "Hey, you can, you can, you can take this saying or this whatever and make it where it's like it sounds like you're just beating the same drum and you, you have no meaning behind it." Does that make any sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and so then it sounds it sounds hollow, and you don't. I don't even like. I just respond, "Thank you" to people because I don't know what their intentions are. They may be hollow. They may truly mean it. They just want to thank me for my service. But either time, I just say thank you to them and hope that they mean well. And because you don't have to say it to me at all, you know, I, you know, I enjoyed myself. I had a great time. I got blown up for it. But now I have used what happened to me, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let this stop me from doing what I do. You know, yeah. and I, and, and there's people like you. There's a lot of us that are able to do that, but that for a lot of people is terrifying.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. I mean, I lived in a dangerous city, Philadelphia, where people were dying all the time and I mean still are. And I've seen a few dead bodies in my life, and you know, thank God I didn't cause any of them or I didn't know these people. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. it's there's a war zone going on around all of us and obviously it's a little different over there, but Still, it's like it's just sad because sometimes we get so desensitized to this stuff, especially now with mass shootings. It's like when one doesn't happen in a oh, week, yeah. we're just like, Oh, oh, damn, wow,
1: what happened? Yeah, I mean, you're right. No doubt. That it goes to the same thing. It's like we become complacent, and mm-hmm. so it's because it becomes commonplace and it's, and it's horrible.
0: Yeah, and it's in, horrible. And in some places, it is worse because that's, that's why Chicago got the nickname Chirac is because more people die in Chicago than Iraq. Which is
1: yeah well that not awful. anymore now, not anymore now it's in the south Alabama has the top we have two cities in the top five yeah wow yeah that's awful it's, um yeah it's horrible um I mean it's not anything to be proud of I don't want that you know what I mean I I want our, our state to not have it I don't want anybody to have it sure
0: yeah. you know
1: I, which is crazy though because it's like what what do we do there's so many opinions and but then there's But politicians are bought out, so we listen to them, but then no one else wants to talk. Yeah, everything's too political and too biased. Because, take for example, I I just recently found out that, I don't know when they did it, but, you know, uh, within the last, you know, within the 2000s, um, Portugal completely legalized all drugs because they had such a serious drug problem. They did all these studies, and they found that if you just let it be out there and don't... Worry about catching people and wasting money on it. We'll use this money to prevent people and rehab people. You know what I mean? Prevention versus you know criminalizing and losing money. And they drop their um, their drug problem and crime rate dramatically.
0: Wow! Well, you see the benefits but, over here just legalizing marijuana. How much money yeah. these these states oh, are making? Yeah.
1: Now I'm not I'm not out here saying we should legalize heroin and stuff like that. I mean, it worked in Portugal, but I mean, that's a terrifying thing to think about right, being right. legal. Yeah. No, no, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it works. Well, marijuana is a a dangerous thing, and people have realized that. Alcohol is so bad for you; it literally kills you, and marijuana just makes you feel good. And it's like what well, we can sell one thing, the other, only because within the last hundred years. America and Europe decided what was going to be good, what's not, and then the rest of the countries followed. people are realizing now that you don't have to.
0: Yeah, I talked about this on one of the more recent episodes where, you know, you'd see a lot of magazines where there would be a little poster in the in there, a little ad that would say cigarettes are bad, and on the other end it would be an ad for Bud Light to buy <clears> it, and it's like, yeah. No, man. Like, you can't have, you can't say that shit and that's, that's good. Like, it's, that's not yeah. how it works. No. And I'll
1: tell you, like, it's, I, you know, we've seen it, we've heard it. Well, I've got my father right now. It was probably six to nine months ago. He ended up in the hospital because he ended up in the hospital. It was, it forced him to go through, um, uh, he's, he was an alcoholic. So it forced him to, what's it called when you end up cleaning up? Sobering. You went through the withdrawal. what?
0: You mean like sobering or rehabbing?
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But while he's doing it, he went through a lot of like he got sick all that anyway. He was at the hospital when it happened. So then instead of going to rehab, he went home, and he looked so good for about a about three weeks, and then it went back. Now it's like I just saw him the other day, and he looks like death, and that's alcohol. Yeah. That's that's alcohol killing him, and it's like and, you know. And here's the thing is, like I. I hate it for him, and I'm, you know, there's, you know, he's not, he hasn't been the perfect father. We've had our differences. We've talked about it, and, but like, and I don't, I don't blame him. It's a disease he has, and the access is there, and he's trapped, and he's been an alcoholic for so long. I mean, shit. It was, I was going to be shocked if he would have quit.
0: Right. Yeah. No. You can only do what you can, and just, you know, I've yeah. kind of repaired my relationship with my father for the most part. His was, he had some alcohol issues, but mainly it was just he had a lot of anger problems. Anger. And and the alcohol and the anger collided and, and oh. culminated into this storm. Um, he never abused me or anything, just sometimes he would be um, verbally abusive sometimes.
1: Yeah. But Oh, that's, you know what, that, we forget as people as you and the, how much words hurt people.
0: <clears throat> sure. Yeah, but and again, some of his, like, hatred and anger was more in reaction to how he felt about the world towards me. And, like, he hated to see what I was going through. And there was real love and emotion in there. But just the way he would act on it wasn't the greatest. And as a kid, that's very scarring. Um, And that's why I did that episode to kind of show I've never really had my dad or really, you know, no one really knows who he is. So I wanted to kind of show how two people can repair the relationship after a long period of time of not even talking to each other or seeing each other. Um, Yo, you
1: did an episode of that?
0: Yeah, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. I'm okay. Well, I'm definitely going to look that one up. That sounds powerful.
0: Yeah. I appreciate it. And again, me, me and him, I are still aren't on like the, the greatest terms. Like I still haven't yeah, seen no, him in maybe 20 true. years, but, yeah. but it's like, I wanted to show how close we've gotten now because we've tried this multiple times and it always fails. But now it seems like he see, even like apologized to my mom, which those two hate each other. Mm. There was a yeah. lot of, there was a lot of growth in it and that's why I wanted to yeah. show it because I know a lot of people have trouble with their parents, whether they're still in communication or not. It's like, you never yes. know they may be gone tomorrow and you won't, you'll, you'll sit there and wonder like, man, I could have just said something.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, no, that's, that's why I did no, it. No, that is so powerful. Wow. I'm, that is amazing that you had that. in the test
0: yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, one of the things you were you were talking about before we got into this is, um, yeah, like because y- you see people there are there are certain people that go over there and they they there's a certain satisfaction they get when they come back and it's like like they they wear shirts saying I served and they want people to just go yeah good for you man I thank you for your service and then there are people that are more humble like you obviously for many reasons but it's like you've taken your story and you're not letting you know the but, military you know what, define that- you.
1: I, you know, I agree with you. I've thought the same thing. You know, I'd see a veteran than I do. Calm down. You Uh know what I mean? Uh But I've, I've thought about that enough that one, when I first came back after I was injured, I, I wore shirts. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I was still attached to the military so strong that I was still wearing things that were related to it, you know? And, Uh and, you know, now I, I love my time in the military. It's a, very important chapter in my life, but that's what it is, it's a chapter. I'm, I'm several chapters past. I have a lot of different, I have a lot of chapters where I've been different people. You know what I mean? So I don't live in that world. Sure. Um, but I did. I hung on to it for a long time, like a lot of veterans do. And then, you know, I have a struggle letting it go. And so when I see veterans that are still there, I'm more worried about, well, they could just be proud. Maybe they don't all the time. Maybe it's something special. Um, But then also it could be someone that that's the only thing that makes them feel connected that's unfortunate they haven't found something else yet. Yeah. And I guess
0: it could be like if you're working somewhere and you're working really hard and you look around and you think everyone's taking their job for granted and you're, you're not getting enough respect. And you know, some ass kisser is, and you're like, Oh, what the hell? Like, why are they paying attention? Whereas like you guys come back and you did something crazy that most people wouldn't want to do. And they're taking their life for granted. It's like, do you understand? Like, if I don't do this, you may not be living in this comfortable setting. Um, and it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to tell you I serve. Cause I did. And I sacrificed a lot. I'm missing an arm. Um, so you can look at it at both. I can see how someone can look at it from both angles, especially as someone. Oh yeah. Well, no,
1: I, what, I'll tell you what, like, when I, around the time I got injured, there was a lot of injured, like a lot of uh, men. There were two females at the time, but there was a lot of men at one parade, uh with different, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, from a blast, lose their eyesight, a lot of amputations, a lot of burns, a lot of things going on. So it was a big, big jump in, in injured veterans. And uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I lost my train of thought. You said something. You, what was the last thing you said?
0: Um, let's see. We were we were just. I was just talking about how you could look at it from both ways. Uh, someone could, you know, whether it, you know, we the beginning part where you could look at it like. Um, shit! I lost my train of thought. Um, I don't know. I was
1: where, where was I? It was something about.
0: Well, some veterans. people. Some I was saying. Oh, well. I was saying that some people could could look at it like, you know, if you were working at a job and somebody, um, you know, you were working your ass off, but the bosses only pay attention, let's say to the the, the person that kisses ass or does very little and you're like, and you're like, Oh my God, like you don't even respect me. Like, look how hard I'm working. Whereas like someone in the military can come back and look around and everybody's just like going, Oh my God, I'm bitching about, you know, somebody shooting fireworks off and it's too, it's too late. And just, they're not appreciating Hmm. like life. And yeah. you can just look at everything around you and go, you know what? Like you guys take this for granted. I got shot or I, I got shot at, I had to shoot somebody. I had to like, if you didn't, if I didn't do these things, you wouldn't have this where at the same time, you could also look at it from the other angle. Like we addressed where it's like, you know, like, all right, dude, you're wearing a shirt. We get it. Like we know, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, you want the attention, but again, you could look at it from the other angle. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like you guys don't appreciate this. That's yeah. What I did for you. Right. So, I mean, it goes both ways, and I think it, it but it's okay to address both angles of it, because I think we, we, like I said, we glorify it, and we, we tend to soften some of these things up, and the reality is, there's nothing soft about the military, and I'm not doing the old oh, because they're all guys, and they're tough, but there's nothing <laughs> soft about it. You have to have real discipline. You have to be, You have, to have. Yeah. you know, you have to really want to do this. It's not something yeah, you just I go was, over there and change your mind.
1: I was, uh, one day, I was, this was several years ago, but, um, because this person's even further up than right now, but. I had an old platoon sergeant that was over the, the training at uh, Fort Jackson, mm-hmm. um, in, in uh, South Carolina. So I went to visit him. I was in the town, in the area. So I went to see him, and he's the sergeant major in charge of everything. We walk through, and there's a female soldier who is like, "I, I don't want to be like she's she's quit." You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I go in, I go into his office, and he steps outside and is talking to her. And he's like, so you don't want to be here? Like, this is yours. shot, quit, and this and that. And you know, gave her an opportunity to say, yeah. And then he said, okay, all right, we we'll get her out of here. And he came in. And he goes, he goes. You know, if somebody doesn't want to be here, I don't want them here either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're not good for the military. I'm like, I'm glad you see it that way. Because you know, different leaders. Some you have some leaders that are just gonna push people in as much as they can. You have others that are like, no, let's, let's weed them out and make a stronger, maybe less, but it'll be stronger, more powerful.
0: Yeah, Yeah, because you can't treat, like, the military like sports. Like, you can't just be, like, if you were playing basketball, you can't just be the guy that just wants to jack up a bunch of shots. You've got to be about the team.
1: Team player, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's the thing. Is like, so he's like, hey, you know, why mistreat this? Why even be mean to this female? She doesn't want to be here. Hey, we haven't gone too far to end this process. (laughs) So it's like, okay, see you later.
0: Exactly, there you go. Um, so like, how were you before the, you know, the accident before you lost both limbs? Like, where did you take life for granted? Did you, you know, not really appreciate was, what you had?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I was very like, I was one, I was very physical. I mean, just like I am now. Basically, I was pretty much just the same person, just younger. Uh, sure. I feel like there was a time after my injury, a large several years that, I struggled with, the, I battled with depression uh, and I wasn't myself and it just took time. And uh, through that struggle and through the healing process, once I finally got help and started going through some to, to mental health and, and taking care of it and doing what I needed to do and taking care of myself and then getting better, well, then I was able to get back to the person I've always been just a little better.
0: Sure. Did you go to the stage where you actually had to like mourn the loss of
1: certain body parts? I'm sure I did. I, I remember them telling me, I think where I struggled with that was I was in the hospital with other people with worse injuries. Like, you know, here it was, I was missing two limbs. I mean, someone else was three or four, you know, or severe burns or whatever. And I was kept thinking, whoa, like I can't, I feel guilty mourning the loss of my, you know, that there was too much going on. Sure. Um, the stage that I lived in the longest was denial. I was in denial for it all the time. There was a lot of, I may have quit. I quit taking medicine, but I was self medicating, you know, with alcohol. And I was not saying I was not you know, like I was. A I was just. Oh, that's yeah. That denial stage is what owned me. What
0: was the thing that you were in the most denial about?
1: I guess. I guess at the time it was. I think I was afraid. I think there was a lot of fear in me, not knowing where I was going, what I was going to do, what was next. Uh, Because I had once I got, like I went to the military because of September 11th. But once I got in, like I loved it, and I had was going to go special forces and do all this, and I'd already done the physical and the packet and everything. Like everything was working, going along perfectly. Like this was a career. And then I woke up one day and it was over. And so I was—I get angry at my arm and my leg, but my sadness came from losing the military. And then my fear was not knowing what the hell I was going to do next. Was it and because it wasn't too?
0: Was it because you put order. all your eggs in one basket? Like you never really saw anything else for yourself. So you went—you went a hundred percent for one thing. Oh, and then once it ended, I, it was, yeah.
1: oh yeah, you know, I've had people ask me. Well, if 9 11 if hadn't happened, what were you in college? What were you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I probably would have dropped out. Like, there was no way I was going to stay in school. Like, I didn't even finish high school. I have an eighth an grade education. I went to high school for like a month and I turned 16. I dropped out. And then years later, I got my GED and scored real high. And these little women convinced me to go to college. I was like, what? Like, how? They're like, just take the placement test. You'll pass it. And I did. And I ended up going to college. And so I realistically would have dropped out. I, I was a lost soul in life anyway, but I was I felt free because I didn't feel limited. And then suddenly I found this career and I lost it and I, it hurt and I didn't know what to do. And so then it was scary. And so I think a lot of times is when you think you're a tough guy and you're scared, well then you just use that as anger. In in any sense And Yeah I struggled with that a lot
0: Yeah And And of course You know Being a big macho guy Like you have to kind of Sometimes You know Strong people And I'm not just necessarily Talking about physically Sometimes we We tend to Want to stay strong All the time And we can't show weakness And in your case Like I can Because You know I'm not in the military I'm not a big dude But You know Yeah It's got to be hard To actually Have to show real emotion Well you know
1: what I'm glad you said that because it's not, well, it is hard, but the hard part isn't trying to look tough. I found that all that did was hurt me, ruin, you know, relationships in my life. You know, so all it did was hurt me. What strength I have found now looks like is when a person refuses to let that dark, the darkness of depression, take them over and, and get whatever, you know, whether, you know, It's going to, you could be something that's checking into a hospital or less severe is going to just talk to a counselor, you know, or just open up to a friend, whatever it is. That's real strength. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, and and, and I think that we, and what's great is that just saying that doesn't even sound like that huge revelation. People are much more open-minded to mental health now. Now, I think that people aren't going. You know, they're open my now. If they hear someone's going, good for you. You know what I mean? I right, should yeah. be doing the same, but they're not. You know what I mean? So what we need is somehow to get people to take that extra step of actually taking care of their mental health and not waiting for depression to hit them. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're right. Like, it, it's definitely more talked about. It's just sometimes it it gets caught up with the political stuff. Like I said, like when school shootings happen, that's when it's like, oh, yep. let's talk about mental health. But it's it's only in reaction to let's ban guns yes, or something exactly. else.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yep. And yeah, and it's like no, we need to be on it all the time.
0: Yeah, and I think it like yeah. one of the things that we 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 don't we try not to get too deep into like people's psyche and their thought process, but it's because it's so sporadic and so you know crazed that sometimes like when you tell someone like, and one of the things I was going through when I was, before my suicide attempt, I was just in the worst headspace and I was just thinking yeah. the worst thing. So I would see a woman, and I'd just go, oh, I'm not happy, I want to rape her. No, I would never do yeah. it, but it was the thought yeah, that scared the shit thought. out of me. It was like, my yeah. God, because it was anyone who had happiness and I did it and I you felt so it. horrible. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ruin it. And there's a lot yeah. of people who think like that who then act on it. And again, that's why a lobby school shootings and, and, and other horrible things happen. And again, we're not just talking, we're not talking about like schizophrenia or anything. We're just talking about just depression, loneliness, yep. anxiety, things like that. I mean, they all get connected in one way or another. But um, yeah, there's some really scary thoughts. You just even just forget, take people out of the equation. You just go like, man, I just want to, I see a bus. You know, I want to I walk right in front of that. Like just little thoughts and it'll scare you because sometimes you're not even in a bad place and you're Mm. at least you don't think you are. And then all of a sudden you're just, you're just sitting there waiting for, to cross the street. And then you just see a bus and you're like, I really want to step out in front of that. And you actually have to like, you step out of yourself and go like, holy shit. Like you don't, you don't really know how close you were to actually doing it, but it was just a thought. And again, I think that's the type of stuff we don't talk about because we don't, we're trying so hard because everything's all over social media and everything we don't really know what's real and what's not anymore. So no, it, I know, yeah. But we we keep saying like we want to know what everyone's thinking, but like you really don't because there's a lot of awful thoughts that necessarily Oh, Yeah,
1: no, there's yeah, there's no need to know what everybody's thinking ever.
0: <laughs> no. And there's 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 people that will think something that'll be triggered. Like I I brought this up one day where i was i was in a grocery store and i'm bringing it up for a reason like there was a a black woman or a black girl she was playing her music really loud and there's a lot of like there's some racist people in my family and i didn't realize how much it was in my genes until i was i saw this and she just annoyed me and i just started thinking racist shit in my head and i'm like whoa what i've never done this where did this come from and i'm like oh and i started thinking through my family and other crap. But it's yeah. like, if someone wanted to scan my brain at that point in time, I am a racist piece of shit. And it's <laughs> like, it, but it's like, that's a thing. The brain is sometimes just doesn't make sense whatsoever. And yep, it, it, sometimes right. it'll take you down a road where you're just like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine thinking this. But for some reason, there's sometimes where like, you'll be doing something like, let's say watching something on TV and you're just chilling and there's nothing in this show or movie that will remind you of what you're most afraid of or, or angry about. But it'll just your brain will just go. Well, what about this? And you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was just watching this show. We're we're on episode three. Go away. But like, it yeah. just randomly throws these random pictures at you, and it just it, it just shakes you. And it's just like those yeah. are the type of things we don't go too deep with mental health. Like I want well, to see, and
1: that's why, like I, you know that you know that's why that's a perfect example of. So my children, uh, I've got them going to counseling and, and their first and now they love it but their, my daughter's first reaction well actually all of them kind of have the same reaction but my daughter I remember her so vividly of uh, why this is so stupid Um, I'm fine what am I just going to talk you know what I mean so it's all the questions that actually I think that a lot of adults feel the same way but then after she went she felt so much better and if the more comfortable they are well then as they become adults and they have moments where thoughts like that happen, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. they have worked with someone that is a professional that helps them do things, whether it be a breathing exercise or whatever it is, yeah. calm them down, or just to. to and, and that's where I think that it's all is going to take time uh, because we're going to have to we're going to have to uh, fertilize the young kids and teach them that hey, mental health is important and, and okay, and them grow. And those generations and the generations after all will just be better with mental health. I think that it's coming. I do. These kids, I hope we're going to be better.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, kids have it harder than anyone's ever had it because I graduated high school in 2008 and politically correctness was was becoming a thing, but it was Mm -hmm. nothing like it is now. And it's just like we didn't like when I was in school, there was probably two mass shootings, like known ones, which was Columbine and uh, Virginia Tech. And now they have that. And you got, I didn't have to really worry about it too much was online bullying. I dealt with bullying when I was younger, but I never really had to deal with online bullying. So you can't escape that um there's just a lot of things that are thrown into there's so much just shit that's just mixed up and you're just like what is what and and, you know you can't you really can't like now kids want to pretend to be animals and all kind of things there's so much in there that it's like no one's really having real honest conversations because you can't because you get fired or someone tells you you're wrong and it's like i don't even know how a teacher does i don't know how a teacher teaches and i don't know how a kid learns anymore Like it's, it's so backward. So you have to like, that's why parents are so key. I mean, teachers are very, you know, they're key as well, but the parents like bad parenting is, is, is rampant. And like Mm -hmm. parents really have to guide their kids in the right direction and have to make them realize like, there's a lot of shit that's going to be thrown on your plate more than I had when I was a kid, meaning you. And, and you know, they have. You just have to be as transparent as possible with them because they're going to find out one way or another. There is no hiding this shit because social media is going to throw it right in their face.
1: Mhm.
0: <clears throat> so yeah. yeah, I mean, you know,
1: it's. Well, yeah. TJ, I've enjoyed it, brother. I got to run now.
0: Okay, buddy. Um, before before you go, I know you got to go. Can you just kind of tell us what you're doing right now, and then just promote your your business and everything.
1: Yep. So, I mean, so my, my business is pretty much just noahgalloway.com. And from there, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, all, uh, accounts are certified. Uh, right now, I am, my wife and I, my wife is, I'm, I'm big into fitness. I'll, you know, I was on the cover of men's health, done all this stuff, fitness. And my wife is a big yoga instructor. She's uh, very successful and hosts retreats all over the world. We're partnering up and we're about to start doing yoga and fitness retreats. So there's a bunch of other things that are in the mix, but that's one thing that I'm really excited about because it's going to be a family business and we're gonna be doing it together. And it, it makes me happy because she makes me happy. And I tell people all the time, if there's something that makes you happy stick with it, there's something that makes you sad. You got to let it go. So, would you agree with
0: that, TJ? Absolutely. I'm just happy that you found your true happiness. So, I'm yeah, I'm proud uh, of you. Me
1: too. Me too. All right, brother. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thank you, and I hope you keep in touch. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Have fun. Bye. See you, Thank you. All right, guys. That was fun. Um, yeah, like I said, it's I'm, – I'm really trying to dig into – other ways of finding guests, not just Podmatch, because sometimes those those platforms dry up and you don't find as many guests. Um, I'm trying to find other ways of doing it, and it it, it becomes tough. Um, it really does. Uh, there's a lot of people that want you to pay them, um, and I'm not even like a couple dollars here and there is one thing. Even though I don't know if it's fair that I didn't pay any other guests, but you know, there's guests that I was looking at, and it's like their their like fee is like five thousand or more. If someone was like twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, and I get it. Everybody's got a business. Everybody's got to make their money. But um, I don't know when it comes to your message. And again, you could say, well, like, well, at some point you want to monetize this. And okay, I get that. But we have we all have to make money. But I also like I, I want to do this because I want to help people. I want to reach as many people. And I want you know I don't know. Maybe it's the same. Maybe it's not. I don't. Maybe I'm hypocritical. I don't know. But I just. It's not even that because I would never charge $10,000 to listen to the show ever. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, that kind of discouraged me. And that's the thing. Sometimes, like, my brain is always trying to find reasons for me to go, aha, see, I told you this won't work. I told you, you're, you're just, you're doing the, you know, you're doing this for no reason. This whole thing, is podcast at the end It's going to be nothing. Keep going, dumbass. Um, again, self sabotaging. My brain hates me. Just us, <clears throat> but yeah. So he's he's. I found him. I gotta find that site, but it's really it's just a site that just shows you like cool advocates, like strong advocates for the disability community. Um, so we'll have more on. But he was the first one to reach back, and he just obviously you can tell he's a very friendly guy and a good guy. So hopefully, I made a good friend out of it. I, I always look forward to just keeping in contact with these people and see what they're doing, and keeps me motivated. Um. Yeah, so I hope you all are doing well again. Um, I guess one's a little more upbeat than well, not the last one was fine, but the, the, the one before that with me and uh, my New Year's thing. So hope they didn't get you down too much. Just trying to show you a different side of where I was. The same thing like the one I did with Roxy, just more upbeat. i um, trying to laugh and have a good time. Um, but just want to show you that there's there's many levels to this and. There's many versions of me, I suppose, and I guess that sounds weird because that does sound like I have many personalities, but there's I have different emotions sometimes based on how I'm feeling, and some days I just I don't know when it's going to hit me, like when I'm going to be sad, when I'm going to be angry. It's not every day, um, but there's always this lingering cloud over me. That's why I called it the dark cloud when I did that first episode about my mental health. There's always been this lingering cloud It just kind of, some, some days it's more prominent. Some days it's r- like you feel it. I'm getting like sucked up like like an alien ship. Um, just, you know, magnetizing me up. Just like a, a magnetic pull, just pulling me up. Um, and then there's days where you just go like, okay, I can feel it. It's over there somewhere. It's like a mile away. I feel it. It's there. Um, and then some days I feel like it's uh, it's kind of it's going around in circles. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, what are you going to do, man? I'm alive. I'm fighting it, but some days it consumes me and I, I wish it didn't, but
1: hey, whatever.
0: And I, I, I'm only sound like this now cause I'm a little sleepy. It's not because of, that's how I'm feeling right now. Um, and also it just sometimes mentally, I, my head is running so much that I just, I need now after after work here and in this podcast, I just need to kind of lay down, chill, and just let my brain kind of um, just download everything and put it on the charger, if you will. So, uh, let's see, is there anything else? Uh, Bullet, he didn't stay with me very long this time. He jumped down, so um, came up a little bit, but he's outie. Um Yeah, I don't even know where he's at. I was going to have him come by, but. Anywho, guys, I appreciate you being on this journey with me and hopefully you enjoyed this guest as well as many others that are coming down the road. Um, Yeah, I don't have anything to say. I've really just like hit a corner and as I turn that corner, I just hit a real dead end. I'm um, dead end TJ right now. So I'm going to get out of here before it gets worse. Um, again, thank you for being with me And uh, I will see you guys On another episode Which will probably be Next week I know it'll be next week I don't even have an episode done at this point But I promise you there will be another one Hold me to it Alright, bye guys <laughs>